Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Dear First Year podcast brought to you by the Office of Student and Family Transitions. Today, we have another guest back. Um, Last month, obviously, we took the month off with just having myself talk because we were getting ready for Blue Gold Welcome. And so today, for our September episode, we are going to go back internally into the Office of Student and Family Transitions, and we're going to formally introduce our new grad assistant, or I guess not really new, um, because you've been here for a few months, but Charlotte, go ahead, um, introduce yourself a little bit, what you do in the office, kind of what things you cover and different things like that. Hello, everybody. So my name is Charlotte Okraska, and I am the new grad assistant So my main role in the office is, of course, supporting all the other programs that we do, but mainly I'm responsible for developing the Loper to Loper Mentoring Program, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Perfect. You you just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say that today our episode is going to be um, on our Loper to Loper Mentoring, which we've been doing some changing to the structure of it, and Charlotte is going to kind of hit on some of that stuff today. So um, let's just jump right in going a little bit more general. What does the word mentoring mean or what is a mentor program? There's a variety of definitions out there, but they all kind of boil down to a mutually beneficial relationship that provides a lot of support and opportunities for learning. My favorite definition that I found is from a literature review um, online, and it defines mentoring as building a purposeful and personal relationship in which a more experienced person, the mentor, provides guidance, feedback, and wisdom to facilitate the growth and development of a less experienced person, which would be the mentee. Uh, Basically, they're just one-to-one interactions that involve the delivery of guidance, feedback, and lessons learned. If you think about it, we have all had mentors, whether that's the term that we've used for them or not. Mentors are our teachers, coaches, community members, family members, and friends. It's normal and encouraged to have a variety of mentors. Sometimes mentoring exists in a focused, professional way, which is called formal mentoring. Uh, For example, I was in the mentoring program when I was in high school, and my mentor was specifically chosen based on my career interests. He was Mm -hmm. a member in my community, but I had never met him before, so all of my activities with him were very planned, intentional, and educational. Other times, mentors are less formal, and the relationship builds naturally, and this is probably most of the experiences that you've had thus far, uh, for example, with a coach or a teacher. This is called informal mentoring. This would be a scenario where you go to your coach for life advice, or maybe you had a favorite teacher that you always had proofread your scholarship essays, or maybe they helped you apply to UNK. Other times, mentors are just our friends. This is called peer mentoring, when the mentoring is between two people of similar age. In this case, a mentor could be a friend who is a few years older, or maybe an older sibling, or maybe it's somebody younger, but they just have more knowledge or experience. Peer mentoring is beneficial because you can go to a person who is maybe just recently in a similar situation as you, and you can go to them for advice and guidance. So that was a lot of talking. And now that we've gotten into the definition of what mentoring is, Aiden, could you share with our listeners about a mentor who had an impact on your life and what qualities they had and, yeah, just about that experience for you? Uh, I thought I was doing all of the (laughs) interviewing, quote-unquote, But no, 
I would say one of my biggest mentors was probably they fell under that peer mentoring category. Um, it was when I came into college. Um, so I was a freshman and they were a senior, but still a friend nonetheless. And it was just happened organically. They reached out, they asked if I wanted to get coffee and then we just talked and we ended up, I didn't really know anything about the guy I was paired up with. Um, but we found out very soon that we both really enjoyed basketball and that we were going into kind of not really similar majors, but he was very knowledgeable about the education field because he was dating someone in the same scholarship as me. But yeah, we were both, we, none of us are able to run out of words, it seems like. It just, it was just a matter of him reaching out and investing in me. Um, so that's probably the biggest characteristic of a mentor that I can say is that he, he really put me first. He wanted to listen how I was doing. He wanted me to talk the most. And then he would just kind of guide me with whatever we were talking about. So I don't do well with answering questions. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna go ahead and keep doing the question part. Um, what, if any, misconceptions are there about mentoring or mentoring systems? That's a really good question uh, because there definitely are misconceptions about it out there, and I think it's really important to touch on a few. So the first one is that the mentor is the one with all of the authority in the relationship, and I really like the example that you gave because it was more like sounded like more of a friendship. Um, mm -hmm. So that shows that this is untrue. Uh, mentoring takes both the mentor and the mentee to make it work. If a mentor is doing something that is not beneficial for the mentee, um, then it is okay and advised for the mentee to give the mentor feedback. Uh, the second one is that mentoring will take a lot of time. In mentoring, quality is more important than quantity, so it's important that the interactions are intentional, and it's important that both the mentor and the mentee respect each other's time. Mentoring can happen anywhere on a walk, over lunch, in the classroom, and this can make it really easy to schedule those meetings. Um, like Aiden said, it was it sounded like conversations or playing basketball. Like it could be really fun and really organic. Um, the third one is that mentoring has to stop after a certain length of time, or on the other side of that, that mentoring never stops. In reality, mentoring is tailored to an individual's need. Even after somebody may no longer need as much guidance as they once did, it might still be important to keep that mentoring relationship alive, but just depend on the mentor in more of an as-needed basis. Basis. At the same time, though, as with all relationships, if they don't serve us anymore, it's okay for the relationship, relationship to end in an amicable, professional way. Another misconception is that mentoring is for people who are really struggling and they have a mentor because they need help. Mentoring is for everyone, regardless of skill level or background, and everyone can benefit from having a mentor. Lastly, and maybe most importantly, is the lie that the mentoring pair has to be a perfect match or that the mentor is going to be a perfect mentor and know exactly what to do all the time. Again, going back to the example that you gave, Aiden, you said that your mentor, while he wasn't necessarily in the education field, um, had a lot of really valuable information to give. And so you don't have to connect on every single, you know, characteristic or facet of yourselves in order for it to be really beneficial. 
There are a variety of differences in mentoring styles, personalities, backgrounds, age, gender, education, Mm -hmm. and all of these differences can, instead of leading to conflict, provide a really great way for pairs to challenge each other and learn from each other. Also, keep in mind that relationships take time to develop, and mentoring might feel awkward in the beginning, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad match. Mentors are human, and they might might make mistakes or not always have answers. The role could be new for them, and they could be learning just as much as the mentee is. In addition, just because someone is a mentor in one person's eyes doesn't mean that they're perceived as a mentor to everybody. Keep in mind that mentors can be mentees in other relationships, and mentees can be mentors in their other relationships. Everyone is learning. Hmm, That's really good. I really enjoy that part where you're talking that the mentor doesn't necessarily always have to have it figured out because especially like looking back at my experience like my mentor said multiple times then I don't have the right answers um and that's kind of exactly how he would say that but it's just really interesting to think about like you're going to them for advice and it's just kind of what's coming from their heart or what they're kind of thinking um, or something that they've gone through. But again, that's the beauty of it because every time we talked, he said he was learning a lot as well. And especially the part where they're not always perceived as a mentor by everybody. Like it's not really a title that you just wear. It's kind of just that amicable relationship that forms, as you said. So... I think we already kind of know, um, but could you go a little bit deeper into what some of the benefits of having a mentor are? Yeah. So like you said, we've kind of already touched on a lot of them. Um, Guidance, wisdom, growth, just learning lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, But mentors can really exist in a variety of areas. Um, When you're here on campus, you'll have academic mentors, uh, such as an advisor. You'll have professional and personal mentors. Mentors can help teach you important skills like time management and organization. They can connect you to resources and provide networking opportunities by connecting you with people that they know. This could look like a mentor directing you to the learning commons if you're struggling in a class or sharing tips and tricks for studying that worked for them and might work for you too. Maybe they invite you to a conference or arrange a meeting with some other colleagues in a career area that interests you. Or letters of recommendation are also huge, and that's something that I have asked many of my mentors for. Mm -hmm. Networking is so, so important. You will continuously hear that, and knowing the right person really can be the gateway to amazing opportunities. On a personal level, mentors can help guide us just in general life skills. A good story that illustrates uh, the range of benefits the mentor can have is the professor that I had as my research mentor when I did undergraduate research. So not only was I receiving training, support, guidance, and the academic area of my research topic, uh, but when I told him about my car troubles one day, he referred me to a mechanic in Kearney that he liked uh, because they were so affordable. And that was really helpful. (laughs) So mentors really can have an impact in all areas of our life. And then for those who are more data-driven, here are some really interesting stats So from an article that I found online, why colleges should be supporting students with mentors, 
Uh, the National Bureau of Economic Research found that students who sign up for a mentor are 14% more likely to stay in college and 13% more likely to graduate college after four years. Wow. And then from an older study, but one that still, I feel, accurately reflects the benefits of mentoring, the results showed there was a higher GPA for mentored students there were more units, uh, such as credit hours, completed per semester. There was a lower dropout rate, and the amount of mentor-to-mentee contact was positively correlated with GPA, meaning the more support that these students received, the higher their GPA was. Wow. And for everybody listening, I did not tell her to go find out all of this information. I mean, in the office as graduate assistant. This isn't the only thing that she does, but obviously she has invested a lot of time into revamping and reimagining our Loper to Loper mentoring system, which we will hit on in just a couple of minutes. But one more broad or general question um, I'll go ahead and ask you is, how can students find the mentor? Is it someone that you just that you have to seek out or will they come to you or how do students find that? So it could be both of the ways that you uh, just mentioned. You could find somebody or it could begin naturally. Finding a mentor does not have to be hard though and the college environment makes it a lot easier. As students, we have really easy access to faculty and staff. Firstly, just kind of general advice is it's so important to go to office hours If you have a professor that you're drawn to, stop by and say hi. Go prepared with a list of questions. Could be about the class you're taking or about the professor. Just some of the coolest people I have met are professors, and it's so interesting to learn about their educational backgrounds. Uh, You could ask them what drew them to their field, what steps did they take to get there, what would they do differently if they could go back. Um, In addition to professors, upperclassmen also make great mentors. Talk to your older classmates, learn about them, learn from them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Resident assistants are also there to provide support and connect you to resources. And you live with them, so they're really easy to reach out to. Just strike up a conversation while you're brushing your teeth if you live in a (laughs) community bathroom. Um, And then depending on your personality and background, I want to acknowledge that it can be really intimidating to initiate conversations, Mm -hmm. but don't let this hold you back from forming those really important mentoring relationships. And if you're listening to this podcast episode and thinking, yes, I need a mentor or I want a mentor, but you're still unsure of how to find one or still nervous about going out and connecting with somebody, then I have a great program for you that we've kind of been hyping up Uh throughout the episode and that is the Loper to Loper Mentoring Program. So this program is run out of our office, the Office of Student and Family Engagement, and it pairs students with UNK staff or or faculty who they can then use as a mentor. Um, If you'd like to stop in and say hi and learn more about Loper to Loper or any of the other first-year programs we run, we're in the Nebraska Student Union and the Office of Student Engagement. So we have two entrances, one right across from the bathrooms on the first floor of the student union and one entrance by the package lockers, also on the first floor. And our offices are 142A and 142M. Awesome. I think we're already at the point now where we can go ahead and start talking specifically about the Office of Student and Family Transitions and what our mentoring program looks like. And so would you go ahead and take a deeper dive, deeper dive, excuse me into what that looks like, kind of what the deadline is, 
application, things like that. Yes, so this is the moment that we have all been waiting for. If you are for sure wanting to be a part of Loper to Loper, then we have a link to the sign up um, that we'll include along with this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you're just wanting more information, I can give that to you. So the application will be open through September 8th. The application is not selective. We will take anyone who applies and the application is basically just a survey that asks some general information about you. Uh, For example, your major, a short bio, if you have a preference on being paired with someone of the same gender. And this is just so that we can pair you with a mentor and try to make the best match possible. Hmm. Participating in Loper to Loper does involve a few commitments, but it's really not a huge time commitment and it should fit really easily into your schedule. There will be an orientation on Wednesday, September 13th from 5 to 6 p.m. And this is when students will be paired with their mentors. So don't stress too much because the main event is going to be a couple weeks after the first day classes. So you'll be in a bit of a routine by then. And then throughout the semester, there is a minimum requirement that students meet with their mentor five times. However, this can be in person, over Zoom. It can be 15 minutes. It can be an hour. It's really up to the student and their mentor to to decide what they want. And if pairs want to meet more than five times, that is an option too. Five is just the minimum. Mm -hmm. And then there will also be an end of semester event on Wednesday, November 29th from 5 to 6 p.m. to kind of celebrate uh, the huge accomplishment that is completing the first semester. And then in the spring semester, there will also be two big group events and the five meeting minimum, but the spring dates haven't been chosen yet. Overall, it's a very manageable level of commitment, and there's tons of flexibility outside of those two group meetings. So do not let a fear of committing to something hold you back from this opportunity, because this is definitely a program that will benefit you. And, you know, Aiden shared his experience. I briefly talked about some mentors I've had. And it's just a really, really great opportunity to start building those really mentoring relationships because you're going to have them throughout the rest of your life in your career, in your relationships. We're making it easy for you. Good stuff. That was the last question I was going to add is what else would you highlight? But it seems like like that piece of advice of fear of committing to someone which sounds like a really weird relationship. <laughs> um, but in terms of mentoring, don't let that fear of commitment if they will judge you because really the mentor just wants to invest in you. Um, and so I think you did a really good job of highlighting that, highlighting how the UNK Student and Family Transitions Office promotes mentoring as well as lots of other different departments, um, scholarship, communities, your advisors, um, lots of different ways that we have mentoring on campus. So Charlotte, thank you for highlighting Loper to Loper this month um, within the Office of Student and Family Transitions. Join us next month um, as we've got a fun episode planned with a new guest. We're going to go outside the office and it's not just going to be me. With that said, thank you all for listening and take care.